Well, this morning I, I wanted to share with you a passage that is just on my heart this week and um, just wanted to communicate it with you. And we'll be taking a break from First Samuel now until, actually, believe it or not, sometime in May. So we'll, we'll get back to there. But I'm going to ask you this morning, I've, I've titled this message, Three Queries. What is a query? It's a question. I could have said three questions, but three queries makes me look smarter. So I'm going to ask you if you will take your Bibles, turn to John chapter 21 with me, if you will. Now, you need a little context before we get into this passage. Jesus has already been crucified. He has died, and he has rose again, okay? So this is after the resurrection, and, and Peter and the other disciples are... are uh, going back to what they what they know. Jesus is gone, so what are they going to do? Go fishing, right? That's what everybody does, right? You don't know what to do? Go fishing. So they went fishing, and they were out in the boats, and they see Jesus on the shore, and Jesus says, did you catch anything? They said, no. He says, throw your nets on the other side. And Peter says, of course, the other side. And they do, and they catch a whole bunch of fish, whatever. So they get to the shore, and Jesus is there, and he's already got the fire going and everything, and so they have breakfast together. So uh, there's an outline in the bulletin if you want to follow along this morning. And uh, so it's after breakfast, and everybody's just kind of milling about. So we'll pick it up in verse 15, and it says this. After breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter uh, replied. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said. You know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. And once more he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved that Jesus asked the question a third time. And he said, Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. And Jesus said, then feed my sheep. This is a huge moment. This is a huge moment in, in, in Peter's life. Because we first need to remember that before Jesus was crucified... Peter denied Jesus three times. If we rewind in the book of John back to chapter 18, we see this. It says, Peter stood outside the gate, and then the other disciple spoke to the woman watching at the gate, and she let Peter in, and the woman asked Peter, aren't you one of Jesus' disciples? Nah, he said, I am not. We skip a little ahead, and it says, meanwhile, as Simon Peter was standing by the fire, they asked him again, aren't you one of his disciples? I am not, he said. But one of the household servants of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, didn't I see you out there in the olive grove with Jesus? Again, Peter denied it, and immediately a rooster crowed. Terrible that Jesus is denied by Peter three times. Three times Peter was asked a question, the same question. Aren't you one of his disciples? And three times, Peter said no. Are you getting the connection a little bit? Three times, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? And Peter said it three times. 
But Peter denied Christ three times. And here's what makes it even worse, if it could be any worse for Peter. Let's just pick on Peter a little longer here. In the book of Matthew, we read that while they were at that last supper, Jesus says this. He says, tonight all of you will desert me, Jesus told them. For the scriptures say God will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. And Peter declared, you ready? Peter's going to declare here. Even if everyone else deserts you, I never will. Peter, Jesus replied, the truth is this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. No, Peter insisted. Not even if I have to die with you. I will never deny you. Wound, salt, right? I mean, this is, this is about as low as things are going to get for Peter. Not only does he deny Christ, he said he never would. He said he'd die for him because, oh, I love you so much, Lord, I'll die for you before I would deny you. And then he denies him. But here's the amazing thing. And this is the hope for all of us. Jesus still loved Peter. Peter shows us that no matter how great a person, he may fall. That's good news to know. Because I don't know about you, but I'm not perfect. But God's grace and forgiveness will restore us if we repent. If we repent. Jesus' three questions and three commissions are a contrast to Peter's three denials, right? Do you love me more than these is the first thing Jesus asked him. And, and it's an interesting question because we only have the dialogue. We don't have the video, right? What did Jesus say? Do you love me more than these? Was he pointing to the fish that they had cooked? Do you love me more than these? The boat, the net, the fishing. Do you love me more than fishing? God would never ask that. If you loved him more than fishing, that would be... We've had that talk. God says, no, I'm not going to ask you that. So, um, or did he mean, do you love me more than you love your brothers, your fellow disciples? Do you love me more than them? Well, really, Jesus was saying, do you love me more than anything? Do you love me more than anything? Jesus chose different ways. Whoops, I went too far, sorry. Jesus chose different ways to say basically the same thing. He says, what, what does that mean? He said, feed my sheep. He said, see to my sheep. He said, feed my lambs. It all pr pretty much means the same thing. You see, how do we tend to or shepherd God's sheep? Remember that this was... This was a call on Peter's life. Jesus was giving him a commission, individually, one-on-one. -on -one. Okay, Peter. Jesus was calling Peter to tend to his sheep. Now, when a shepherd looks after a sheep, the sheep look to the shepherd for everything. A shepherd leads them to water for them to drink. A shepherd leads them into a field for good grass to eat. A shepherd even leads them away from the water because sheep are so dumb that they'll keep drinking until they drink too much. So uh, the shepherd has to say, okay, enough. We need to move on. A shepherd protects the sheep as a bear or a wolf or another animal comes to attack the sheep. A shepherd 
will defend and protect the sheep. A shepherd will comfort his sheep. A, a shepherd's staff or a shepherd would carry a stick and you'd see the shepherd would touch the sheep on the back. Why would he do that? It was just a, hey, I'm here. I just want you to know I'm here. I'm here. A shepherd looks after his sheep. A shepherd does everything for them. The sheep recognize the voice of their shepherd. The sheep trust the shepherd. Basically, Jesus is calling Peter to do just this and to be obedient to Jesus' call. He had to reconcile Peter because Peter was in a bad place, if we can put it this way, right? Here's Peter who at the Last Supper said, No! I don't care what everybody else does. I'll never leave you, leave you, Lord. Even if they put me to death, I will never deny you. And then he did. Now, was Peter's heart sincere when he said that to Jesus? Of course it was. But fear settled in. And Peter denied Christ. I have to think that Peter was feeling worse than anybody else after Jesus died. I have to think that he was feeling worse than the other disciples because he denied him. And even after Jesus resurrected, I think if I were Peter, I would have had a real hard time looking Jesus in the eye. You know, I would have just kind of had my face down the whole time. But here's the awesome thing, is Jesus calls Peter to be reconciled, and he says, Peter, do you love me? And he asks him three times. And is it, Peter, it says that Peter was grieved when Jesus asked him the third time. And I don't think it was because, what, doesn't Jesus believe me that I love him? I think the third question reminded Peter that he denied him times but Jesus says okay it's in the past you love me and I love you and here's what I have for you to do but this is interesting Jesus calls Peter to be obedient to the to the call that he's placed on him but more than that more than just a little bit we're going to talk about foreshadowing for a moment okay and we're going to talk about what happens in the next verses. Look what it says starting in verse 18. It says, the truth is, Jesus is talking still. What the truth is, when you were young, you were able to do as you liked and go wherever you wanted to go. But when you're old, you will stretch out your hands and others will direct you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to let him know what kind of death he would die to glorify God. And then Jesus told him, Follow me. <sighs> Jesus now tells Peter the consequences of his obedience to the call which Christ has given him. This is a foreshadowing of Peter's death. Peter was martyred for his faith, we know. Peter was crucified for his faith. In fact, Peter was crucified upside down because he said, I am unworthy to have the same death as my Savior. I can't imagine what that was. Oh, I can't imagine what crucifixion was like either. 
But after telling Peter this, what does he say? He says, follow me. This probably isn't the best way to motivate somebody, is it? Right? Others would say, some would say that, but others would say, you know what? If I'm taking on this challenge, I want to know the price up front. You know, we're all wired a little differently. But I'm pretty sure that if you want to motivate somebody to do something, a lot of times you don't want to tell them how awful it's going to be. But that wasn't the motivation that, Pe that Jesus was calling on for Peter to answer his call. The motivation was in the question. He said, Peter, do you love me? He wanted Peter's love to be the motivation. And if Peter needed to die for his love for Christ, then he would die, which ironically is what Peter said back at the Last Supper, remember? He said, I won't deny you even if I have to die. Jesus is holding him true to his words, isn't he? He's holding him true to his words. So we see this call on Peter's life, and it brings us to this big challenge. Because this call on Peter's life was the call, same call that was on all of the other disciples, as well as the same call on all of us as followers of Jesus Christ. So I have three questions this morning, and these will kind of parallel in some respect, to the questions that Jesus asked Peter. So you ready? You can, there's space for you to write these questions down if you want to. Here's the first question this morning. The first question is this. Do you need to be reconciled with Christ? You see, Peter, I said, he was in a bad place. Peter felt like he let Jesus down in the very, very worst way. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like you left Jesus, let Jesus down? I know I have. Or, you know, you, you knew what you should do and you didn't do it. Or you know what you shouldn't do and you did it anyhow. And you feel remorse, maybe even guilt. And you feel like you've let Jesus down. Maybe for some of you, you feel like you did something that was unforgivable. God can't forgive me for that. I, you know, God forgives sin, but this is a really, really big one. He can't forgive me for this one. In fact, I'm so awful, I can't even ask God to forgive me. Maybe you're a person who has just kind of drifted away from the Lord. Maybe you're having a hard time being obedient to God and what God has for you. Or maybe you're, you're living a life, but you're kind of resisting that call that God has for you. And you know what God wants you to do, but you're finding other things to be busy with. Or you're finding excuses. I call that the Moses syndrome. When God told Moses to free his people, Moses was like, but Lord, I don't talk well, but Lord, you know, Excuse after excuse. The Moses syndrome. Maybe you've lost your passion for him. Maybe lately it seems so hard to pick up your Bible and read it. Maybe it seems like even coming to church is a chore. Maybe it seems like, you know, I just don't feel like God is close right now. And 
So you've lost that passion that you once had for him. You might feel like one of those ways today, but here's what you need to know. Jesus loves you. He doesn't love you because you're perfect. He doesn't love you because you've done all the right things. Scripture tells us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He died for us when we were a mess. He loves us and loved us when we were a mess. If you feel like a mess right now, know this. Jesus loves you. And just like with Peter, Jesus is just simply and gently saying to you, do you love me? And even though you may feel miserable, you may feel ashamed, you may feel like you're not worthy, and you're right, because you're not, because none of us are. But realize this. No matter how many times we mess up, if our heart is for Christ, He knows. And here's the thing, it's, it's awesome and scary all at the same time. Jesus doesn't, ju doesn't judge us by our actions, He judges us by our heart. And that's an important thing to remember. And the truth of the matter is, is if you need to be reconciled with Christ, it's about where you're at, not where Christ is. I've heard it described like this, that when you turn away from God, He's following you. And all you need to do is stop and turn around. And He's right, right there. Right there with you. So being reconciled to Him is first of all, if we use Peter as an example, Jesus reminded Peter that Peter loved Jesus. Jesus never asked a question that he didn't know what the answer was before he asked it. And he said to Peter, do you love me? Because he wanted Peter to remember that he loves Jesus. When Peter said, I will not deny you, Lord. No, I'll die before I do that. That was Peter's love speaking to Jesus. That, didn't, that love didn't change because Peter got scared and was worried that they were going to kill him. So Jesus just simply said, Peter, do you love me? To remind Peter that he does. And Jesus says, well, then take care of my sheep. In other words, Jesus is saying, okay, enough moping around. I love you. I forgive you. Let's move on. There's work to do. And see, that's what Satan wants. Satan wants you to maul and, and wallow in your self-pity about, oh, you're a terrible person. Remember that when Satan lies to you, he always lies in the first person. You're no good. You're awful. You're unforgivable. Or it should be I'm, right? But Jesus says, I know you love me. Come to me for forgiveness. And we can be reconciled because there's work to be done. Second question. Do you love Jesus more than anything? Is there anything in your life which is keeping you from growing in your relationship with Jesus? That's a hard question to answer because there are things that we hold very precious to us that we feel justified to hold precious to us. And we should. Our children, our grandchildren, our spouse, our boat, 
we hold these things close, but never closer than Jesus, right? Never closer than Jesus. Jesus isn't saying, do you love these things? And if you say, yes, that's bad. He's saying, do you love these things more than me? That's what he's really, really asking. Maybe to answer that question, I have to ask you a question, the question in another way. Are there things that maybe you've been choosing other than God? Uh, are there things that you've been choosing maybe before God? Are there things that you feel like you could never give up? Now, I joke about, you know, God would never ask me if I loved fishing more than him because you guys know I like to fish. But do I love fishing more than God? No. If he said give it up tomorrow, I would because I love him more. Do you feel like there's things, oh gosh, I hope, I hope God never asked me to give that up because I don't know if I could. That's not good, friends. That's not good. God is asking each one of us, do you love me more than blank? And for each of us, that may be a different answer, a different blank. Jesus is asking this to Peter because he wants Peter to recognize the depth of his love for Christ. And that's the same for us. Do you, do you love Jesus? How deeply? How deeply do you love Jesus? Which brings us to the third question, and it's this. Are you willing to follow him? Now, Jesus gives Peter this grand charge, take care of my sheep. He gives him this grand charge and says, take care of my sheep. And then he tells Peter what's going to happen to him and then says, follow me. Are you willing to follow Jesus no matter what the consequences are? No matter what you are asked to sacrifice? No matter what challenges you may face? No matter what hardships you may endure? I have to admit, the last few weeks of my world have been the toughest in ministry because God is asking me to deal with things and surrender things to him that I've never thought I'd have to surrender. I'm facing hardships I've never thought I'd have to face before in ministry. And I'll admit that it seems like God is continually asking me, do you love me more than Are you willing to follow him no matter what you may lose? What are you willing to lose for Jesus? Oh, that's a scary question. That's a very scary question, friends. Because we don't know what we may face. But we know Jesus has gone before us. Are you willing to risk everything in this world to follow Jesus? These are questions that we need to answer as believers. Why? Because there's work to be done. And time is running out. The world is in chaos. Good gravy the world is in chaos. Jesus is reminding us, do you love me? How much do you love me? How deep does that love go? And what are you willing to to sacrifice for me? It's a hard question. It really is.
But it's a question we need to answer because there's work to be done. We are saved and we are still here because there's work to be done. If there wasn't, we'd be gone and we'd be in heaven. But we're still here because the world needs to hear the truth. And we are here because people need to be one for the kingdom. Do you love him? Are you willing? Because there's work for us to do. Would you pray? Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for your interaction with Peter, which reminds us, Lord, just how much you love us and how much you desire for us to follow you. When we look at your ultimate sacrifice, how can we be selfish and not be willing to sacrifice for you? So I pray, Lord, that uh, for some of us today, we need to do some work with you, Lord, and, and talk with you about what we need to get straight in our hearts. May we be reconciled to you. May we recognize and confess our love for you. And may you use us for your glory. So as we leave today, we ask just that. Use us for your glory through the power of your spirit for the advancement of your kingdom. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Have a blessed day.